For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text Monica to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. I am Monica Crowley, and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for being with me, as always. Happy to have you on board. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals and independent thinkers and happy warriors. Please follow the show on our brand new Instagram account at Monica Crowley Podcast. Also, send me an email to Podcast at gmail.com. That's Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. And I might read your note on the air. In fact, after our first show earlier this week, I got a bunch of fantastic emails from you guys. Made me so happy. I'm going to read some of them later in the show today. So please hit me up. Tell me what you like, what you're thinking, what's on your mind. Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at Monica Crowley. And on Instagram, my personal Instagram account, at Monica Crowley underscore. Also, starting on Friday's show, we're going to bring on some incredible guests on this program. A lot of big thinkers, a lot of unique thinkers, some fellow thought criminals. We're going to bring on some celebrity guests, some good friends of mine. So this is going to be a wild ride, and I'm so glad that you're here. Subscribe now. Tell all your friends so nobody this is a minute of it. All right, we've got a lot to get to today. In fact, there's so much coming at us all the time. But uh, today I noticed that the president, and I use that term loosely, the president uh, is talking to Ukrainian President Zelensky, which uh, I'm sure we're going to get a readout of some kind, and then they're going to have to spend the next three days walking everything back. By the way, wouldn't you love to see a transcript of all of these calls? Remember when President Trump was in office and he would have phone calls with world leaders and all of the deep state operatives that were like termites in the administration eating away at Trump and everything he was trying to do. They actually leaked some, uh, which is a complete crime, total felony. They leaked uh, transcripts of Trump's calls with some world leaders. They thought it was going to make Trump look stupid. Actually, you know, it just strengthened Trump's hand in dealing with these people. But, uh, you know, you never see any transcript from Biden's phone calls. When you do, it's all sanitized. It's all like blocked out and redacted because you know he goes off the reservation. I tweeted the other day, Biden is the lunatic that they told us Trump was. 
So we're not going to probably get a transcript of this phone call, and they are going to have to spend the next week walking everything back, but we've got a close eye on that. Also, uh, big news, Susan Collins, Republican, and I use that term loosely when it applies to her, Republican senator from Maine has announced that she will, in fact, vote for uh, Biden's Supreme Court nominee, Katanji uh, Brown-Jackson, for the Supreme Court. So it looks like Judge Jackson is going to make it onto the Supreme Court, barring some sort of catastrophe, you know, that, that blows up the entire thing. But with Collins' vote, and I'm sure she's not going to be the only one, you know Lisa Murkowski is coming. You know that, right? <laughs> she's going to go. And then Mittens is also probably going to join in the uh, the fun in confirming Katanji Brown-Jackson to the Supreme Court. So on the Supreme Court, we are going to have someone who believes that pedophilia is not so bad and is going to uh, work on national uh, laws, federal regulations and rules with regard to pedophilia to loosen it because that's what she's done every time she sat on the bench, loosened those laws uh, and those prosecutions against pedophiles. You add that to what we're seeing at Disney. Disney is in the children business, and they have now just gone public with their war on children. They have now put radical activists and the communist agenda of sexually indoctrinating children and destroying the nuclear family. The nuclear family is the very core of America. It is the very core of Western civilization, so this is a communist agenda a point that they have been doing for decades and decades. Disney, the Walt Disney Company, has now declared war on children and their innocence and their well-being. It is completely outrageous, but again, part of a piece. And as we go forward on this show, we're going to get into all of these issues because they are so gravely serious. This is coming at us from every angle, guys. Every angle, cultural, political, economic, the assault, it's like, it's like a hydra-headed monster coming at us. And we're playing whack-a-mole. Remember that game at carnivals? We're playing whack-a-mole where one mole pops up and you bash the mole and then the mole goes down and, and three more pop up. That's what we are up against. This is what we are playing against. When you have the Walt Disney Company now talking about uh, they, they've already decided to remove boys and girls from their theme parks. So when you walk in, remember as a kid or when you bring your kids, hello, uh, boys and girls, they're no longer going to say that because they don't want to offend maybe a four-year-old who might be gender confused thanks to their radical teacher. So they don't want to offend anybody. So now it's dreamers of all ages. That's the phrase they're u- using. You put that together... With all of this, the stuff that we're seeing, it's very weird to me. I've got to tell you, I always thought pedophilia and crimes against children were rare because it's straight up evil. It's straight up evil. And there's a lot of evil in the world, but crimes against children, particularly sexual crimes, violent crimes against children, that is so evil that I had always assumed crimes against children were rare. And pedophilia, was, which is so revolting and evil, that that was rare. And now, everywhere you look, every day, there's a new story about this. Disney itself has, I think as of today, like five employees who have been arrested on child pornography, child predation, uh, charges of some kind, five. And I'm sure that's just the tip of the iceberg. And then, of course, all the rumors about what Jeffrey Epstein was doing, child trafficking, and, and he was nailed on that, and then he was back in jail for that. I, I just, now I see it everywhere, and I'm going, is this a lot more prevalent than I had assumed? I think so. And what is really going on here? Now you've got the world's biggest business uh, with regard to children, Disney, who not only has a child predation problem internally in the company, but now they're bringing that war onto your children. 
So I would just suggest when you're making decisions about where to spend your money and what kind of consumer products to put in front of your children, I would think twice before you buy anything with regard to Disney, before you watch their films, stream them. Disney Plus, you got that? You might want to reconsider Disney Plus in your home. And unfortunately, the theme parks uh, like Disney World and, and Disneyland in California. I mean, they, they've taken a very strong stand here uh, with regard to the Florida bill, which Governor DeSantis just signed into law, parental rights and education, so that there is transparency in your children's education and so that, they, that all of these radical teachers that have infiltrated our educational system Um, that they cannot indoctrinate your children, your very, very young children, kindergartners through third grade. Come on. Nothing controversial about this law at all. And yet the left does what they do, which is pervert the thing, twist the thing, and then smear everybody who believes in the right thing to do, which is what this bill was. Disney led the charge because, of course, they're a massive uh, real estate owner in, in Florida, probably the biggest taxpayer in Florida. And all of their young, woke activists in the company started to go crazy about this. And then they made up the lie. They called it the don't say gay bill. has nothing whatsoever to do with sexual orientation. It's just barring the sexual indoctrination of your children in Florida. But they made up a a tag phrase. They're very good at that. And then they amplified it through Florida media and national media. They're very good at that too because they control everything. And they got it out there and they, they got celebrities on board. They got the Academy Award host to talk about it and, and spread the lie it's amplified a million fold. And what's the phrase? Was it Churchill? I can't remember who uh, began the phrase, but the phrase is that, maybe it was Mark Twain, that a lie gets halfway around the world before the truth has a chance to put its pants on. Yeah. And, and the left, because they control all of the levers of power and all of the levers of communication, uh, they are able to spread lies like this like crazy and smear good people and smear traditional values and smear good attempts at protecting children. And now, on top of what Disney is doing, the assault on Florida, because they're trying to protect our children... Now you're going to have Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson on the Supreme Court, whose signature issue, apparently, is protecting pedophiles. Again, I say, and, and this applies to everything that we're going to talk about on this show, all the coverage that we do on everything, it is all interconnected. It is all of a piece, Don't think that any of these things are independent, that they stand alone, that, oh, well, just Disney is making its own corporate call, and they think it's right for the company. No, 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 no. No, what Disney is doing is of a piece of a much larger picture, not just happening here, but happening around the world. And I have a feeling that when we talk about children and how at risk they are, how they're under assault from this kind of indoctrination and this kind of uh, thing that we have only heard and seen the very, very tip of the iceberg. I think there is so much more here that needs to be exposed and will eventually, because everything gets exposed eventually, um, the, the evil that we're seeing here is just, it's on the march and it, it is ascendant. So we've got to do everything that we can to try to prevent it. By the way, later in the show, speaking of this topic, um, I want to talk about sex, lies, and Congress. Sex, lies, and Congress. Sex, drugs, and Congress. Did you hear what Madison Cawthorn had to say about Washington, D.C.? This is really serious business, and we're going to talk about it a little later in the program. Um, the, the final point I want to make here about Disney, 
uh, before we get to the border, because I want to talk about that too, because again, all of a piece, the children being brought across the border, they being trafficked, pedophilia, sex trafficking, again, it's all interrelated. But the one final point I want to make here about uh, Disney, and this applies not just to them, but to all corporations now. You have people at the top who are CEOs, CFOs, they're in charge of the company, they're the executives. They have a responsibility to shareholders in the case of a public company. They have a responsibility to their consumers. And actually, if you're running a company, the only thing that you are responsible for or should be responsible for is your bottom line. You're in business to make money. You're in business to turn a profit. Remember the old saying uh, that America's business is business? <laughs> right, well, we used to be. Um, all of that is true, but now the left has so succeeded in infiltrating and taking over big corporate America that the people at the top, yeah, they're still their responsibility is still to their shareholders or to consumers in delivering a good or a service at a reasonable market-bearing price. But now they've taken on social justice because the social justice warriors, also known as the communists, have infiltrated so deeply and put so much pressure on them, brought so much pressure to bear to go with the left-wing party line that that's, that's what they've all adopted now. And they may or may not believe it, I don't know. I guess it depends on each individual executive. Some may definitely believe it. Some may not believe it. Some are are fiscal and political conservatives, but the pressure is so intense on them to adopt this line of thinking or at the very least stay neutral, um, but in many cases to adopt this agenda and this public stance that they have no choice but to do that. And what's happening is that the woke uh, crowd that they have hired at, at much lower levels, they're the ones basically running the show. The inmates are running the asylum. So whether it's Disney or some other company, you name it, Coca-Cola during Black Lives Matter, that whole thing. Remember, you, you saw so many companies, Coke, Delta, uh, you name it. They were forced to put out statements and, and they did. They did, but it's because the the pressure from the inside, it's extortionary that the woke employees inside the companies threaten to go public on social media. Well, we're going to start a a Twitter war against you unless you do this. So the people at the top running the show are being extorted. They're being blackmailed uh, by this whole force. And in the end, it hurts their bottom line because us normal Americans are, I mean, what did I just say about Disney? Think twice before you, you engage Disney in any way. Go into the theme parks, Disney Plus on your streaming service. You're going to think twice about it. And in a way, they care, but in a way, they don't care. Yeah, they, they care about their bottom line and their stock price and everything else, but in a way... You know, for a lot of these people, the ideological agenda is more important than making money. And that's why all of us need to keep that reality in mind as we go forward as consumers and citizens trying to save this country. All right, we're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going to cover the border because there's a lot of news coming out of there. None of it good. I'm Monica Crowley, back in a flash. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double and the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, 
and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. All right, so I was going to make my Monica memo today about the border crisis, which is going from bad to worse, uh, but I guess I just did the Monica memo on Disney and child predation in America and around the world, which, you know, I, I really kind of didn't even intend to do that today, but when I saw what Disney uh, has put out in terms of that statement against the Florida law to protect children, I just, I went off. I feel so passionately about this. And what is going on is so dangerous. Remember that the goal of the communists, the goal of these radicals is to sexually indoctrinate your children. That's the goal. This is not a mistake. None of this stuff is a mistake. Stop trying to apply like a logical explanation for anything. It is all intentional. It's all by design. They want your children sexually confused in kindergarten. They want your four-year-old coming to you and saying, mommy, I don't think I'm a girl anymore. Daddy, I don't think I'm a boy anymore. They are trying to do that. And the, the point is, it is about the breakdown of the nuclear family. It is about uh, the, the uh, mix-up of what keeps society stable. This is all deliberate. And soon on this show, we're going to do a special deep dive into all of this, into the goals of uh, the far left, because they've been at this for decades. And I have been talking about this for decades. And on this show, I want to spend a good amount of time pretty soon here coming up, um, doing a deep dive into what all of this is all about. This did not start with Disney. This did not start with Jeffrey Epstein. This did not start with Joe Biden or even Barack Obama. These are the most recent examples, of course, but this is a long-term project, and I've been studying this, talking about it for a long time, and on the show, soon, we're going to do a deep dive into it. All right, let's get to, apparently, my second Monica memo (laughs) of the day. Um, You know, there are two critical issues to the survival of America, and if we don't have one or we don't have either, then we have no country. One is election integrity, which I know a lot of you emailed me at Podcast at gmail.com. A couple of you actually um, emailed me about election integrity and talking about that, and we are going to cover that as we go along because I worked for the first modern president to have been a victim of massive election fraud, Richard Nixon in 1960. So we are certainly going to cover that uh, over the course of this program for, for sure going forward. The other issue is national sovereignty in the form of border security. Without that, you also have no country. So today I want to deal with the border because it's about to get a lot worse. As bad as it is now, it's getting worse. So first, the big frame of this issue As with everything else coming from the Biden administration, stop looking for a logical reason for any of this, including the wide open border. The logical reason for Biden and the left is the intentional destruction of the country. President Nixon used to say, and and I know I got a couple of emails from you guys about, can't wait to hear stories about President Nixon. All of that's coming too. Um, President Nixon used to say, 
this point that, that always stuck with me. When people during the Cold War used to say, we're in conflict with the Soviet Union because we don't understand each other. America and the Soviet Union, we don't understand each other. And if we only understood each other better, we wouldn't be in conflict. And peace and harmony would break out across the globe. Rainbows and puppies everywhere. Wrong. As Nixon used to say, we're in conflict not because we don't understand each other, but because we do. Meaning our systems were and are irreconcilable. The Soviet system and the American system were irreconcilable. Communism versus freedom, irreconcilable. The same goes right now for us and the communists running this country and ruining America now. The enemy is here, within And it began with election integrity a couple of decades ago, which they continue. And it's embodied now in our wide open border and the catastrophe that is brought upon us all by design. The point of the wide open border is not, you know, know, when people say, well, you know, uh, why isn't he doing anything? Doesn't he see the catastrophe? Of course he did. Well, he's senile, so he may not, <laughs> but the people around him do. They know exactly what they're doing. Again, it's not some sort of confused thing. They know exactly what they're doing. People who are rational, who go down a certain course of action, and the course of action is not working, they change course. They change tack. But not in this case. So that tells you everything you need to know. All of this is by design. It is intended to dilute America. And it's also designed to collapse America. The old uh, radicals from Columbia University back in the 60s, Cloward and Piven, it's about overwhelming the system. And that's exactly what they're doing. So it is about to get worse. Uh, again, this is uh, the, the wide open border is a linchpin of the destruction of the country. Again, it's coming from every direction. We talked about the assault on your children earlier. That's one piece of it. Now the border. So in 2021, illegal uh, immigration at the southern border hit its highest point in 20 years, two decades. And now it's about to get worse. The reason it's about to get worse is because the Biden administration is getting ready to lift something called Title 42. Title 42 is something that the Trump administration put into place um, to allow the immediate deportation of illegals coming from countries where there was a widespread communicable disease. Of course, that made total sense to try to protect public health during a, a pandemic with a new virus nobody had ever seen before. Made total sense. And by by the way, um, uh, Ellis Island, the Statue of Liberty in New York, when we had the massive immigration coming at the turn of the last century, everybody who came in got processed in a public health way. So if you had tuberculosis or you had some other communicable disease, you were immediately put in quarantine and blocked from coming into the country. Well, we don't do that anymore. But Trump did. When COVID hit, Trump did. It's called Title 42. And it anybody who came into the country illegally uh, during that period of time, it allowed for the deportation of that person if they came from a country with high COVID levels or any other communicable disease. And it was it made sense and it worked and it helped to protect all of us during a raging pandemic. And it was so effective, by the way, that even the Biden team kept it in place at least until now. So now you've got people agitating against this, and it does look like the administration is getting ready to lift it. And this is going to be an epic disaster. This means that our Border Patrol, which is so besieged and smeared and attacked by this administration, do you remember when, I think it was last September, when President Biden smeared the Border Patrol and said that they were whipping people from horseback who were trying to cross the border? 
Well, that story was debunked, but guess what? That so-called investigation, which is another farce, that's ongoing. That's ongoing into the Border Patrol on the horses. It, It was totally debunked. Everybody could see with their own eyes that that whipping didn't happen. Of course not. But this investigation has been going on for six months, and guess who's paying for it? You. So if they lift Title 42... Border Patrol is no longer going to be able to immediately expel these illegals back to Mexico or anywhere else where they're coming from um, at all. And instead, all of them are going to have to be brought in for processing via something called Title VIII. Here's the thing. The same left-wing activist groups and, and politicians who insisted on the most restrictive COVID policies at home, uh, lockdowns, mask mandates, vaccine mandates, well, now they're the ones pressing for the end of Title 42 that would allow border officials to just do the bare minimum to protect our, our public health and safety. We're still in this pandemic, even though the press isn't covering it, Have you noticed the COVID-19 propaganda machine flipped on a dime literally within 24 hours to being the war propaganda machine? Again, it's all of a piece. These things are all working together. These people are all working together. It's the greatest manipulation in the history of the world. Ending Title 42 is going to have serious consequences at a time when the overall situation at the border is horrendous and getting worse. You think it's bad now, just wait until they lift this and everybody's going to come in. No testing, no vaccines, no nothing, just more. And in fact, the administration is getting ready for even double the numbers of what we're seeing now. And it could even be more than that. So listen to this because these numbers just came out. The number of illegal immigrants in the United States increased by more than 1 million people last year, reaching, here's what they say, 11.4 million illegals in the country as of this January. Now, again, this is, when, when they talk about the number of illegals in the country, this is always a huge estimate. It's like a wild guess. They have no idea. 11.4, this is an estimate. And they're, use, they're, they're like extracting from Census Bureau data and so on to get these numbers. Um, but 11.4 million, that's how many illegals they say are in the country now. It could be 15, it could be 20, it could be 30, it could be 50 million for all we know. We don't know. We don't know who these people are and where they are. The surge of 1 million last year is the largest in two decades and it's among the largest single-year increase in U.S. history. This according to Stephen Camerata of the Center for Immigration Studies. And he put some of these numbers together, and it's just, the, the, uh, it's just incredible. They think that about a million left in 2021 because of the pandemic and so on, but it's back now to 11.4, and they estimate uh, for February, for last month, that 11.5 million illegals will be in the country. But again, they're taking a wild stab in the dark. They have no idea. Nobody has any idea how many illegals are here. What we do know is that the number of illegal border crossings have soared since Biden came in, again, all on purpose. And listen to this. So last year in July, which is a hot month, and everybody says, oh, the numbers always go go down when it's hot. That uh, month, we had 200,000 apprehensions at the border. That was the highest number seen in any single month in 21 years. Last month, February, there were 164,973 encounters between Border Patrol and illegals at the southern border. That is a threefold increase from February of 2020, right before the pandemic hit. And it marks a years-long streak of about uh, 150,000 border uh, apprehensions per month. There have been over 2 million border encounters since Biden became president. And an estimated half million additional illegals that did not encounter the Border Patrol 
and got into the country, they're known as getaways. And I'm sure that these numbers are low ball, low balls anyway. I don't think that, I don't, you know, these numbers are outrageous, but I think the actual numbers are probably a lot more. So what we have at the border is, is already an epic crisis, but it's one that Biden and his crew not only created, but want. They want this. This is all, again, by design. And if it weren't, they wouldn't be lifting Title 42, but they're going to. So our Border Patrol, who are American heroes, they are overwhelmed by this historic, catastrophic, illegal immigration surge. And they're getting thrown under the bus from the very top. The people supposed to be protecting and supporting them. We pay for the Border Patrol out of our tax dollars. We pay for the border patrol, and they're getting no support whatsoever. This is already, you know, the horrendous context of what is going to happen once they lift Title 42, and everybody is going to be able to come in, wide open border. In fact, this is so bad that the two Democratic senators from Arizona, border state, bearing the brunt along with Texas and New Mexico, California to some extent, but Arizona's really taken, taken it on the chin. Their two Democratic senators, Kristen Sinema and Mark Kelly, wrote to Biden. Here's what they wrote. Given the impacts that changes to Title 42 could have on border communities, border security, and migrants, we urge your administration not to make any changes to Title 42 implementation until you are completely ready to execute and coordinate a comprehensive plan that ensures a secure, orderly, and humane process at the border. Well, uh, of course, but, you know, this is all, none of this uh, is logical or common sense, but that's not what any of this is about. Look, the facilities down there are already dangerously overcrowded. They're overwhelmed. Again, Cloward and Piven overwhelmed the system. It's overwhelmed. And so if they lift Title 42, you're going to see a massive new influx of people, and that is going to be crushing. So they're going to have no choice but to release these people into the country as fast as possible. They're not going to deport anybody. They're going to release them into America. And these people, because it's going to be so overwhelming, we're not going to know anything about these people, who they are, where they're going in the country, nothing. What their COVID status is or other diseases, we're not going to know anything. So the border crisis is about to get much worse. The border is already a sieve, which is precisely what they want. And here's the bigger point. All of this is meant to dilute America. The chaos, the mayhem, the implosion, it's all Cloward and Piven. It's all by design. And there's one bigger point here that applies to what's going on on the other side of the world with Russia and Ukraine. You saw all of the um, refugees, there are well over a million refugees who have left Ukraine, fleeing the war, gone into Poland and Hungary and elsewhere. Um, All of this is meant to erase borders. This is something that we're going to cover on the show all the time because that is the main thrust of all of this, whether it's our southern border, whether it's the Russia, Ukraine, Eastern Europe borders, all of this is meant to erase borders. It's all part of the Great Reset. Again, we're going to cover this over time. But whenever you see this kind of flow of people, massive amounts of people across borders, it's meant to dilute national sovereignty of nations and ultimately erase borders. One world government, one world economic system, no national sovereignty. All right, let's hit a quick break. Back in a flash. Uh, You know, I was thinking about how we started the program today talking about the war on our children and Disney and and so on and how it's all of a piece. Keep in mind that the assault on our children during COVID 
was also a significant part of this war on kids, on our kids, to corrupt and destroy them. So you've got the, the sexual predator element to it. But keep in mind that in some areas, children are still masked in school. New York, New York City still has school children masked all day long. They had them sitting in the freezing cold, eating their lunch all winter. I mean, it's insane. The mask mandate for children in New York City, I believe, is lifted on Monday. But as of today, as we sit here, those kids are still masked. And all of the, the emotional fallout, all of the physical fallout from delayed learning and speech problems and everything else, again, this is all by design. The people who lead our country are fundamentally evil. Not all of them, but the people certainly driving the bus now, this is evil, straight up evil. Which brings me to my next story, which is uh, salacious as heck. And I, I had to do it because it really caught my eye. Um, and, and you wonder what the heck is really going on here? Well, here's, here is someone who lifted the veil a bit. Madison Cawthorn is a member of Congress, I believe, from North Carolina. And he is paralyzed, I think, from the neck down or the waist down, and he's in a wheelchair. He's a Republican, a conservative, a pro-Trump populist. He's amazing. So he went on a podcast, and we should probably try to get him on this podcast because I want him to say this kind of stuff here. Um, He went on a podcast, although he's probably been shut up and told to sit down and been sworn to secrecy by now, but we should try to get him on the show. Madison Cawthorn said this. He he's, he started talking about how Washington, D.C. is a den of iniquity. And here's what he said, quote, I mean, the sexual perversion that goes on in Washington. I mean, being kind of a young guy in Washington and the average age is probably 60 or 70. And I look at a lot of these people and, you know, a lot of them that I, you know, that I looked up to through my life, I've always paid attention to politics. And then all of a sudden I get invited to like, hey, we're going to have some kind of sexual get together at one of our homes. You should come by. What did you just ask me to do? He said. And then you realize they're asking you to come to an orgy. He went on to say, quote, or the fact that, you know, there's some of the people leading on the movement meaning the conservative movement, to try and remove addiction in our country, and they're doing cocaine right in front of you, he said. Holy smokes. Well, of course, Republicans freaked out. The ones not engaging this are saying, holy cow, you know, you've basically uh, raised questions over all of us because now everybody's going to go, Who's the one doing the bumps of cocaine? And who are the ones engaging in these orgies? Is it my member of Congress? What is going on? So they all freaked out and they went to Kevin McCarthy, the GOP leader in the House. McCarthy sprung into action and uh, apparently he said he's going to have a word with Congressman Cawthorn over his orgy remarks. Uh, According to Politico, Congressman Steve Womack is getting questions about which member, he's not the only one, they're all getting questions about which members are actually engaging in the orgies and doing drugs. Um, Here's what I think. Um, I, from the very first time I was a little girl and went to Washington, D.C. on a school trip, I remember sort of getting off the bus, it must have been like fifth grade, sixth grade, something, something like that, and feeling like my soul on high vibrate. It's very hard to describe, but the second I emerged off the bus in Washington, D.C., I just didn't feel right. You know, sometimes you feel it in your gut. It's like a visceral reaction. I felt it, and I thought, whoa, what's up with this place? And I really believe Washington, D.C., you know, a lot of people go there to do good, God bless. A lot of people go there to do evil. And we see that every day and we talk about it on the show every day. But there's something about that town, maybe because it's centered around politics and it's centered around power 
and the manipulation of people and the destruction in many ways of freedom. There's something about that that never sat right with me, and I think probably with a lot of people, just didn't sit right. Um, I think Madison Cawthorn blurted out the truth. I think he, he said it out loud, and that's why people are upset. I think this stuff probably goes on all the time. I think it is like a den of iniquity, a den of bacchanalia, sex and drugs and rock and roll. I think it's everywhere there. And I think the real reason a lot of people are upset, I'm not saying I I don't know anything. (laughs) I have no facts here. I never saw it when I was serving at the Treasury Department, but I have no doubt it exists. And I think people are upset that he said it out loud. I also think, you know, when we talk about the Jeffrey Epstein case, I think that that's probably why a lot of people were upset and a lot of stuff got buried with that case. Have you noticed you don't hear about Ghislaine Maxwell anymore? Epstein is dead. The other guy from France who was one of Epstein's associates, dead. Ghislaine is sitting in prison. You never hear a word about that story anymore. What about the client list? Where's that? That would be nice to see. Oh, that's dead and buried now too with Jeffrey Epstein. This stuff is going on in the world. It's not new since uh, the advent of uh, evil. It's been going on. But I think in this case, they're angry because Cawthorn sort of took the lid off of it, said it out loud, and now people are freaking out a little bit. And they should be freaking out a lot if they're engaged in this kind of behavior and they're working on our dime, we're paying their salaries and they're doing this kind of stuff. And then they talk a good game uh, on one hand about freedom, family values, traditional America, and then they're doing this stuff. No, I think uh, we may not get any names here. They're asking Cawthorn to name names because they <laughs> they're all freaked out that their constituents think it's them. Well, We'll see how this story goes forward, but I find it extremely interesting. And as I will always tell you, everything is of a piece. Okay, let's hit another quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to read some listener emails. Sit tight for that. All right, you guys, don't forget to follow our brand new Instagram uh, account for this show, Monica Crowley Podcast on Instagram, at Monica Crowley Podcast. Also, my, my personal Twitter, at Monica Crowley, personal Instagram, at Monica Crowley underscore. And then the Gmail account so you guys can reach out and talk to me and tell me what's on your mind. That is Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. All right, let's go to a couple of uh, initial emails that have come through. You guys are so nice. I got so many sweet emails from you guys about this show and how excited you are. So I want to read a couple of them because they really meant a lot to me. Lon in Las Vegas writes, Monica, I always loved you on Fox. Now I love you more with your new podcast. Great show. And besides War Room with Steve Bannon, you bet I'll be listening to you and letting my listening friends know you're back on uh, with your own podcast. So, Lon in Las Vegas, thank you so much. Very, very sweet. Bruce and Faith write, Hi, Monica. Glad I found your podcast. It was great. I was going to ask you to discuss this evil reset that is starting off, but you beat me to the punch and you discussed it. So, thanks. Please get the word out. They are coming for us. Well, indeed, Bruce and Faith, that is absolutely true. And you better believe we're going to cover all of this, the Great Reset on this show. Patty writes, hi, Monica. You should post your podcast on Rumble, too. Loved your first podcast. Well, one day at a time, Patty, but we're moving ahead. So thank you very much. Don says, dear Monica, I am an inveterate follower of Steve Bannon's War Room pandemic, and I was glad I caught your appearance on War Room earlier this week. I've been a fan of yours since I read your two books on Richard Nixon, and then he gets into Nixon. Don't worry, we're going to talk a lot about Nixon and other presidents um, that I have interacted with, including Ronald Reagan, including Bill Clinton. Oh, I've got a phenomenal story on Clinton. We'll do that one day too. Uh, Rick says, glad to hear that you started your podcast. Well, thank you very much, Rick. 
Uh, Dr. Drew, not the Dr. Drew, another Dr. Drew. Monica, I've followed you for many years. You're one of the sharpest analysts I've seen. I was concerned when I didn't see you on Fox News as often over the last few years. I'm sure that was part of serving with President Trump. Indeed, indeed. And now I'm, I'm back on the air at Fox, Fox Business all the time. Uh, so thank you very much. I appreciate that. Doug writes, great debut podcast. Dear Monica, congratulations on your new podcast. I enjoyed listening to it. I'm looking forward to hearing more of your commentary and analysis on past and present events. As you pointed out yesterday, it's time to man the ramparts. Indeed. Yes, absolutely. Hannah writes, love the podcast, informed with a touch of humor, a fan for a long time. God bless. Well, thank you so much, Hannah. That's very sweet. Let's see. Ted writes, great opening, Schwabies, followers of Klaus. Indeed, we are programmed. So thank you very much, Ted. More to come on all of that. Chris writes, Monica, loved your initial podcast, especially loved the last 20 minutes. Wish you could expand more on Biden and Trump and Russia. Oh, Chris, we are definitely going to get to that. Kenny writes, Monica, great first show. So thank you very much. And he went, goes on to, uh, oh, this is funny. I thought it was funny when I looked for a way to contact you. Oh, boy, good stuff. The best was websites devoted to your measurements. <laughs> Wish I had that. Just drop four pant sizes. Kenny, very funny. Um, I did not know those websites about me existed with my measurements. I don't know how they would know that. I think they're taking a wild guess. But Kenny, thank you so much. Eve writes, first podcast, amazing. I loved it. So thank you very much, Eve. I appreciate that too. And Richard writes, I heard the first edition of your podcast. It's great that you're doing it. It was a fantastic first program. So Richard, I want to thank you and everybody who emailed me with these great kind words of encouragement and support. And I'm so happy that you're here. So if you want to write to me, send me an email, Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com, Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. I might read your email on the air. Don't forget the social media as well. And then I will see you back here on Friday with our first big guest and a lot more to cover. So have a great rest of the week and I will catch you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.